everybody. Welcome back to a Rocky Start Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. On this show, I've tried to bring out guests from all around sports to talk about their journey to sports. I may get off topic a little bit sometimes, talk sports cards, uh, but it's all always based around sports. And today I'm talking with pro, pro Muay Thai fighter, Natalie Morgan, Lady Killface, WBC North American champ. She is awesome. She's so open during this episode. I love learning about her journey, about her uh, travels and how she got to be a Muay Thai fighter. And uh, she's also made uh, pro or, uh, some pro debuts in MMA as well. I'm excited to bring this episode with Natalie Morgan. I hope you guys all enjoy it as much as I did. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a Rocky Start podcast. This is your host, Brian Argot. And today I am excited to bring on Lady Killface, Natalie Morgan, a professional Muay Thai fighter, MMA fighter, and uh, she kicks ass and I'm excited to have you here today. How are you doing, Natalie? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, God, there's so much I want to get into here first, uh, but I, I, I got to ask you this first. How's uh, Philadelphia doing this since uh, the... Uh, World Series, World Series this last week. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I thought they were going to burn the city down. No, um, <laughs> everyone was super excited that they were just in it, I think. So it was it was pretty crazy, man. I live right here next to the stadium. I had to sleep in the guest bedroom because the stadium was so full. It was so loud. Like people were going nuts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it true? Like, you know, you see it in videos, people jumping on the uh, all over the street lights and all that. Is Is that what you saw? Uh, I didn't see that. No, but it's the first time I'd ever heard of it. I was like, what is happening? I mean, why does it matter? I know they're like greasing the poles. I'm like, just let them climb the poles. It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't imagine. As you mentioned, it was unexpected that they were in uh, there. Yeah. They uh, pretty had a little Cinderella story. there, being the worst team with the, or at least with the making the playoffs with the worst record and then uh, having the little Cinderella story. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Where, and the you... itself was good too. Like it went to what game six, so it was pretty good. Game six, they led. They, um, I mean, they gave it up in the in the end, and it could have yeah. potentially been in game seven. So, uh, really, really fun. Uh, definitely better than I think uh, la last year's World Series, at least uh, for as far as like excitement and uh, that I thought. But uh, yeah, Philadelphia sports is doing uh, doing well. Got the Eagles eight eight zero. You know, you're 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 back in it. You're back in Philly uh you from after uh traveling right you did about i i was uh checking out i did about five weeks of a of a docuseries how, how did that go um so okay so it wasn't quite a docuseries so um let's see i was in i was in asia for two months so yeah it was crazy so i went to thailand first to fight at lumpini okay so i did that um super cool like i'm the first caucasian american female to ever set foot in lumpini stadium ring so that was awesome that's kind awesome. of history yeah so that was fun um and i did it was a muay thai um like reality tv show <laughs> so, sorry i want to go back to your to go back to the lumpini how, how was how was that feeling how was that <laughs> oh my god it was um it was good i did most of my fight camp in la at the yard um so i was like in shape when i went so i went two weeks before the fight i went to fairtex to train with them because i've been there before and they take really good care of me so i went there um trained with them for two weeks and then they cornered for me um i actually fought on their promotion fairtex fight promotion oh, so cool. um it was a, it was like a really surreal experience for me um because, you know, I, I didn't really put two and two together that I, I knew that other Americans had fought there, but I, a lot of Asian American women, 
And then I realized, oh, I'm the first white girl. <laughs> first white girl <laughs> is from America to fight here. So that was super cool. Um, and, you know, I always, I always go in to like put on a really good show. So, and I knew it was only a three round fight. So Fairtex does three rounds. So I really wanted to go in there and just give it hell. And I did, and I got a TKO in round three. So that that is awesome and it's usually five rounds of uh, not yeah. right yeah for, yeah usually yeah. For, the listen, for the listeners but uh yeah that that is amazing and and i and the reason there are a lot more asian americans is because they have like is it more ties there or is it like uh what's yeah there's a lot of ties i mean the asian americans that fought there weren't thai but you know i think um women were just allowed to fight there a year ago like we haven't been allowed like to step foot in that ring particularly because you know, it was, wow. Women were be bad luck. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I guess that's how some cultures go there in in Asia. Yeah. So they're progressing, you know, so they, and they just kind of jumped right in, you know, head first and they're like, women's where it's at now with like MMA and Muay Thai. So they're like, we're losing money. So let's do it. And they did it. And, you know, they're progressing women forward and I'm happy to be part of that. Uh, that, that's kick-ass and that's really fun. So you, you had your fight there. Uh, you, you're mentioning the series. How, how did, how did that go? Cause you're in Malaysia for that, correct? Yes. Wrong? Yes. So um, I won the fight there. I had a little cut under, I had like eight teeny tiny little stitches. He did such an amazing job. He did it at the stadium. It was fantastic. You, you, um, so you, I, you say eight teeny tiny little stitches eight, teeny, <laughs> tiny. <laughs> for, for anybody that's like, Oh my God, I eight stitches on my eye. <laughs> And this, it was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they were too tiny. You know, they fell out and like, I wanted them out because, you know, I flew to Malaysia. Was it one week after that or a week and a half? Maybe it was, my husband flew out for the fight at Lumpini. So he stuck around for a little bit. We hung out and then I was still in Bangkok until October 1st. So the fight was on the 24th. So I was there for a minute after. So trying to stay in shape, you know, but rest my body, let my body heal because I knew that I had another fight coming up <laughs> oh, wow. really soon. So I was like, I got these stitches in my face. I got to get these out. So about a week in, I was like, they started to kind of come out. So, you know, I went to Malaysia on the first and I didn't want any of the other fighters, you know, the promoters and the production team knew that I had stitches. I was like, listen, it's fine. By the time I fight, it'll be gone. So, um, but I didn't want the other fighters to see it. <laughs> so I kind of like plucked them all out. So that's good. That, that makes a lot of sense that so you don't want to see them, you know, ha- uh, not, not a weakness, but it's a uh, more of a, I guess, an image like going into the fight, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I don't want people attacking this spot because they see it and they're like, oh, you know, it might split back open, you know, whatever. So. No, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot, a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's, that's really awesome. I mean, traveling Asia, um, it's actually something I'm going to Asia for my, for my first time in about um, less than six weeks. Oh, um, nice. My girlfriend's uh, from Indonesia. We're going to go visit there for about two weeks. So I can't, can't wait to go visit Jakarta and Bali. Yes. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I have not been to Bali, but I, it's on my list for sure. Yeah. I mean, just going there, I'm uh, very, very humbled. And I can't, can't wait to, to go experience some of that culture, especially the food. The oh my great. god the food's so good i know i came home and i'm like still cooking asian food i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like it's like you never find the same right it's always like you gotta go to these certain little hole in the walls or areas to try to find anything close to what you uh yeah find. yeah yeah um but yeah it, and you so you you grew up on the east coast originally right before i did yeah yeah i grew up in a super small town in west virginia uh, called Grafton. It's near Morgantown. If anybody from the East Coast knows WVU, that's it's close to there, like 40 minutes. I think my town had like something like 5,000 people. <laughs> wow. Yeah, teeny tiny. 
And uh, so, so you're you're 18 years old. You're like, oh, man, uh, West Virginia is not for me. Uh, uh, I'm going out to LA. What what even inspired the jump to go to LA? Yeah, so um, I actually was playing music at the time. So I was playing guitar and like singing, and you know, I was interested in music. I was going to like regular college, and I got accepted into a music school in LA. It was it was either uh, LA or I think Boston. I was looking at Berkeley, but Berkeley was way expensive and like very intense and the other school was not so intense. It was a little shorter, a little cheaper. So it was in LA. And I, I think I was 19 when I left, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. So I started like prepping. And I remember I took a final, this is my English final at noon on a Friday. And I got in a car with my roommate who flew out and we drove across the country and we got there Sunday night. No, oh, we didn't, wow. we just took turns. Driving to go and then classes started. So so you were doing music school and then you just kind of discovered fighting? I did. Yeah. So um, that's actually kind of how I discovered fighting. So I was, uh, I think I was done with school already. I was playing in bars. I was in bands, you know, drinking all the time. I was playing all over the Sunset Strip. It was super cool. Like I played some really cool venues like the House of Blues before it shut down. I played um, wow. the Roxy. I played the Viper Room. The Viper Room, they're tearing down pretty soon. So it's cool. Like I can say that I did that, you know, um, but I was drinking all the time and like, I started gaining weight and all of my friends and I would always watch because I was hanging out with a bunch of metalheads. We'd always watch UFC <laughs> on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this one guy was always like, Muay Thai, Muay Thai is Muay Thai is so good. And I'm like, what the hell is Muay Thai? Yeah. So I like, you know, did a search, a Google search back in the day. It was just like on my massive 100 pound lap uh, computer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I found a class and I, I went and like the rest is kind of history. Like I fell in love with it. Yeah, you're, I, I know I was reading about your, uh, on your bio, you're like fitness centers was not cutting it. You're like, there's no way. Civilian gym, the civilian gym, I call it. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to take a little offense to that being a personal trainer. I'm going to be doing right. a little bit. No, that's okay. It's okay. I totally understand what you mean. The combat sports setting, it just draws a uh, different mindset out for you. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's the way, the best way you probably describe it, right? Yeah, Thank definitely. You into that uh, side comes out um you can push yourself you know it's just it was like so in, invigorating like nothing had ever made me feel that way i was like this is the coolest thing ever and i remember looking at this girl over here she was like the good one in class like she was good you know and i was like i want to i'm gonna get better than her <laughs> oh wow yeah look look how far you've come i mean yeah i'm definitely better than her <laughs> yeah i mean you've had a few mma fights one-on-one record muay thai record is is this still accurate 23 9 2 and 1 i believe so yes and, I, I think i just updated it and uh, so I, i'm curious so it, you know usually it's like 29 9 and 2 so what what is uh how how is that in muay thai i'm, I'm sorry with the records i'm not um so it's the win the loss and then i have draws draws okay draws and then i have one no contest Oh, so the no contest at the end. I yeah, see. there was a no contest. That's actually where the that's the kill face fight, yeah. <laughs> where the girl did. Yeah. Uh, tell tell yeah tell us about that. Yeah, I want to I want to know how you got the nickname. Yeah, uh, Lady Face. Let's do it. Yes, of course. I was <laughs> yeah, trying to yeah. save it for later, but yeah, perfect time. Um. Yeah. So I it was like very early on in my career. It was like a smoker fight in a gym, but the, you know it was it, there were referees and like the commission was there. Um. It was you know she was like she had fought before I had seen her fight. So I knew who she was. It's like my third fight. And, um, we seal the ring, you know, I'm in the corner. 
we go to the middle and, you know, you know, you go touch gloves, you still have your stuff on your mom calling everything. And he's like, you know, I want a good clean fight, neutral corner when something happens, whatever. Okay. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at him. And it looks like she leans in to like, hear what he's saying. Like she can't hear him or something. And then I look again, like I'm looking at her and she like turned really white. And I was like, I don't think she's okay. And as soon as they said that she lost her legs, the ref catches her like full on in his arms. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? I've never seen somebody faint. Is she okay? I was very confused (laughs) getting ready to fight. And I'm like, I was like concerned. And then I was mad because I didn't get to fight. And I was like, if I would have had one more second, I would have gotten a knockout, you know, (laughs) just terrible. But, oh wow! Is that, oh, I mean, you made her, you made her faint. You can just say that. But everybody said, and it was the first corner. It was the first time that my coach, now he's still my coach, Mark, had cornered for me, because I had one other coach before I had met him, and uh, he was like, "Damn, Nat, I told you to knock her out, but that was insane." <laughs> I, he was like, "In thirty years, I've never seen anything like that." So, um, that's that's pretty much the story of how I got the name Kevin <laughs> Oh wow, that that's crazy. I mean, you even see it in Covey too. You're like, uh, you're like, is this lady okay? I know. I was confused. I'm like, what? Is she okay? Like, what's happening? <laughs> that 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 is uh, kind of intense. I could probably think about because you're about to you're about to get ready to go into this, and you're like, you know, kind of a little shocked there. Oh yeah, like I'm like ready to like I'm like thinking I'm gonna fuck you up, you know? Like I'm just there, and then you know you have to like switch it real quick. Like you're just you're kind of confused because you're like, wait, what's what what just happened? What's happening? <laughs> oh, dang. that that that's that's. Yeah. Uh, I even I even want to go back a little bit uh, back to when you're in LA. You know, it's like were you ever were you ever not gonna say scared, but like you know you're you're doing music at the time and you're getting into fighting. Uh, was there any like any uh, any doubt or uncertainty for you during those times? Like I know you're young, you're probably like 19, 20, 21 when you're training training and starting these. Let's see. I was actually I was 23 at the time. So I was a little bit older, which is kind of nice. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, cause I moved there when I was 19, I did two, it was basically two years of school. Um, no, <laughs> I knew immediately and I, I didn't know until after my first fight, but after my first fight, I knew I was like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> and I, was, you know, I was like, I was still like, I was still doing the band and training and fighting for a minute. And I was like, I I got to a crossroads where I was like, you know, you know, I don't know if you play music, but you have to dedicate your life to it. Right. It's, it's like martial arts. Like you have to dedicate your life to it in order to make something with it. So I was like, you know, music is something I can always go back to. Muay Thai is not because you only have this window of like where you're young and able. So I made a choice and I was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, no, and that's not an easy decision to make at all. I mean, because no, especially like eighty thousand dollars in debt because I just went to school. I'm like, (laughs) oh, this is a bad, bad choice. (laughs) You're you're like over here playing at the House of Blues, and all of a sudden you're like, next you're going into a ring. Yeah. (laughs) Oh wow, that that, that's a that's an incredible leap. I mean, uh, taking a a leap of faith, you know, and trusting yourself. That yeah. I mean, it's it's really hard for someone to do that. I, I would say, you know, not only do I give you a lot of uh, respect, but it's, uh, for, for most people to, to go to school for one thing and then just say, you know what, uh, I don't want to do this. I'm, you know, some, most people like, well, I spent $80,000 for this degree. I, I got to at least see this through for 10 years and that turned 10 years turns into 30. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, no, I took a leap of faith and I always liked music, but it never spoke to me the way that 
that Muay Thai really did. And it, when I, when I felt it, I knew it. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> there's a problem. It's like when you fall in love, right? You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what, what, did, what did you and your husband beat? Uh, what, like, I... Uh, I think I was 24 going on 25. Yeah. So he made you like the, the beginning of your career. Yes. Cause I didn't start fighting till I was, oh, I, was, I know I didn't start fighting till I was 24. That's right. I started training when I was 23. So um, we probably met when I was like 24 going on 25. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So w- w- what was he thinking? He's like, oh, wow. You know, uh, dating a fighter. You know, <laughs> I think is- he thought it was super fucking cool. Like, oh man, this girl is a fighter. This is crazy. You know, I met him in the restaurant. I was like helping. Um, I was serving waitressing at the restaurant next to the gym that I was managing at the time. It- I met him at the restaurant. Is is that the because there's like a menu or something over the top of your right shoulder right now? It, oh, that, it looks like a menu at least. For, it is actually, but it's it's from Italy. Oh, okay. I was trying to, okay, I was gonna yeah. say, is that from the like first restaurant job or something? <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, no, I'm just uh, just curious. You know, it's always like some fascinating stories behind what some people might have. But uh, mm-hmm. no, that that's cool. So like when when you're going through and learning and uh muay thai and all and all that did you ever have any um uh potential acting gigs for combat fighting in like any tv shows or movies yes yes i did oh, let's, let's hear uh, <laughs> so i've actually it's super cool like it's an avenue that i never thought fighting would take me i guess never ever thought about it and you know it, you know gyms in la they always get casting calls right and my coach would always be like i got this thing and i'd be like no 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 i don't care whatever i'm a fighter and uh, eventually one day, a girl that I used to train with at a, at one of the gyms, she was like, she's a producer. And she was like, um, there's this show. They're looking for a real fighter. Like my friend, she's my friend. Will you try out for it? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll try out for it. But I mean, I'm not a fucking actor. Like, I really don't think they're going to pick me, you know? So um, I did the first audition and it was all reading. I'd never done that before. So I practiced all weekend, you know, with my husband and like, I felt like I did pretty good because I am a fighter. So it's like the conversations I was reading are pretty much conversations I had had. So I'm like, oh, I know how I would feel in this situation. So, um, I did that. And then they actually called me back for a second audition and I was like, okay. And it was like a workout audition to see if you actually knew what you were talking, saying you knew. And I'm like, okay. So I go and I do, um, I go and meet the guy that's, he's going to be the fight choreographer or whatever. And he was like, oh, you train at the yard. I know Chris Pui. And then we start chatting. Oh, she's fine. So I hit pads real quick for the camera. And then he's like, how about your jujitsu? And at the time I really had like basic knowledge, but I enough, you know? So he's like, can you learn stuff real quick? He showed me like three things. Boom, 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 done. Cool. And I was like, they are never going to call me. There's like 50 other women in the waiting room, you know? Oh, wow. No, it was crazy. So I'm like, I did see one girl that I knew that actually she ended up getting the role as well. The, the other role, Okay. Um, they called me in for the third one and I walk in and it was by my house. So it was super close to Eagle Rock. I was right there in Highland park at like a house and there sits Mark Duplass. Um, wow. yeah. And he was like, I watched all your fights and I was like, Oh, cool. Thanks. And he was like, you're fucking badass, you know? And I was like, thank you so much. And so they had me do one more reading and I was like, I can't even believe I made it this far. Like, honestly, like they're not going to have me do this. They picked me for the lead role in HBO's room 104 uh, episode, the fight episode number 11, season one, I think. Um, how, yeah. How, 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 what is going, what's going through your mind during that, that 
I was like shocked. I was like, this is HBO. Like, I can't believe they picked me for this. This is crazy. But I was super excited. Um, you know, the choreography for me was new, like learning choreography and remembering like fake fighting, you know, so like learning how to fake fight yeah. and like basically just exaggerate the shit out of everything. We're in real fighting. You just like, don't poke a face, you know, you're like, please don't knock this person out. We need them for the next, the next few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> there were some slight mishaps in training, um, things that happened. Like I went to clear Kita's head and I cut her open with my heel an accident, but it was just butterflied and it was just, it felt so bad, <laughs> felt so bad. And then, you know, when, when it came time to filming, it was only like five days of shooting but it was intense. They were like really long days, like 12 hour, maybe oh, wow. longer. Cause I think call times were like, it was still dark when I got there. It was probably like five 6 AM. And we were there till like 10 PM shooting. Dang. Yeah, it yeah, was long. Yeah. Um, we had at the, by the end of the five days, like she, I don't know if you ever watch it. Uh, there's a scene where she push kicks me and I go through the wall. And I was like, I'm going to let you just push kick me because I don't want to do this twice. <laughs> so let you go, let it go. I'm going to go into the wall. So I, I let her push kick me as hard as she can. And I go into the wall and I tuck my chin as much as I can, you know, yeah. and the wall does not break. <laughs> yeah. And everybody, the medical teams come running in and I'm laughing. I'm like, of course it doesn't break. And they're like, they didn't score it enough, you know? So I, yeah, God, it was so funny. Um, How many yeah. more times do you have to do it? We ended up doing it one more time. I was like, you guys better please just score the wall. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. So yeah, there were a couple, a couple moments where I was like, I really don't want to do this more than like twice. Uh, no, I, I don't blame you. That sounds very uncomfortable. It, like, like, but, yeah, it, it was a, it was the coolest, like one of the most fun experiences of my life. And, you know, I've heard horror stories about people who were on set and like everyone that was there, the production team, the actor, every single person was fantastic. Like it was so pleasant. Um, it was such a good first experience for me. Um, and then I've done a couple other things after that. So, you know, after that, someone asked me to be like in an indie film and do like the commentating scene for the big MMA fight. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That, that's fun. Behind yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And I'm like, the, I watched the movie and I'm, it's just my voice at the end. Watch. And while it's like overdubbed over the fight, I was like, oh, you, know, you hear yourself. You're like, oh my God. I know you always, you always think every time I'm going to do some of the editing of the show, I'm like, Oh my God, I sound so horrible. <laughs> my <laughs> voice is the worst. <laughs> right. I sound like that, you know. Yeah, exactly. You you never yeah. gotta uh, believe it's your own voice. But uh that 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 is really cool. And and I that that's the kind of stuff that's just super exciting though. Like, you know, yeah. doing what you're doing to change to give it a change and uh just you just never know what the world's gonna bring to you, especially yeah. uh, in in your uh, route of life. Yeah, when you do something that you really love, yeah, it's like good things always come back, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, what, one thing I want to like, what, what was like the, like, what was like the number one inspiration for you when you're learning Muay Thai? Like what, 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 what was that? I know. Cause you said, you said it was a, the fitness part earlier kind of, but like, was there anything else there that really just spoke to you during that time? Uh, the challenge of it. And like, I, I always really loved, like my favorite things about Muay Thai are sparring and fighting. <laughs> like those are my favorite things. I mean, now I get, sometimes I'm like, oh God, I don't feel like sparring today, but um, I'm adrenaline junkie. I've always been an adrenaline junkie. And I think those two things were like, oh my God, this is so awesome. You know, like you're done and you're just like, I'm like beaming with light. I'm like, that was so freaking awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you get that uh, adrenaline 
rush and, and everything. Always, yeah. You always get the good adrenaline rush after a good hard sparring session <laughs> or fight. Yeah. Oops, oh, sorry. All, all the dogs are getting up right now. Okay, I'm surprised I have a cat. I'm surprised he hasn't come over yet. His way. Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe they sense the cat and they're yeah. getting up, getting up right here. Uh, <laughs> I, I was say, uh, when you're actually traveling for your fights, how do you adapt and get ready for your fights? Because the long layovers and all that. How do you how do you do manage that? That's been a big question actually lately because I've you know in the past year and a half I've been traveling so much for like training and fighting and I think a lot of it's mental. Um, it's really mental. You just have to tell yourself you know, suck it up, buttercup, you'll be fine. Like, you know, it's good. And like, you know, knowing like when it's, it's important to like pay attention to like when you're going to arrive, like what time of the day it is. So like when I go to Thailand, if I know I'm going to arrive at night, then I'll try and stay up on the flights as much as possible so that I will just crash when I get there. Um, which is what I did when I went to Thailand this time, I got there at like 11 PM. And then by the time I took the taxi to Pattaya, it was like two in the morning. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. And I just crashed and I slept for the eight hours and then I wake up and I don't feel too terrible. Um, when I do those two, there's like a natural supplements and stuff that I take like pine bark, which sounds strange, but it actually does help. What, what, is, strange. what is that? It's literally like, it's bark off of a pine and it's like ground up into capsules and I swear it works every time I use it, it helps. <laughs> that, that is to, for, to use that for, I don't know if it's, you want to say a layover or, or like, a, uh, uh, that, that is really strange. If you're tired, is that, is that what it's for? If you're just tired and you use it's, it? It's, it actually, if you look it up, I think it's, it's pine bark specifically. Um, it does say it's used for jet lag. I don't know. Oh, I don't okay. Know, I should probably look into why how it works. I don't know. I probably should, but maybe I'd need to look into that for my trip just in case. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're landing at like midnight or two in the morning or something like that. So, oh yeah, it's something that I need to look into. We'll be yeah, we'll be probably getting eat food to keep you alive. Coffee, <laughs> lots of coffee. Oh yeah, uh, the coffee. Yeah, oh, no, huh? I said coffee, no problem. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, going to LA is not that big of a deal. It's only three hours, you know, and I go backwards. So I gain time. Yeah. So that's, that's nothing, you know, I'm used to LA time. still. I'm finally kind of on East coast time now, which took me like, you know, it's only for 15 years. So like I'm finally starting to feel like, okay, I'm on an East coast time now. Like how to like, I still have a lot of clients in LA. So, you know, eight in the morning is 11 here. So. Well, yeah. What was the, the big uh, reason to move to uh, Philly after a uh being in LA for so long? Uh, my husband grew up around here, so he wanted to be closer to family. And I figured, why not? I was like, oh, I'll just travel there for fight camps and yeah. finish out my career that way. Uh, do that. And oh, how, how much longer do you think you uh, want to go in your career? The The idea is probably next year will be it. Yeah. yeah. So I want to have at least three more fights, then I'll hit 40 fights. Is, is that hard for you to kind of come to that realization? I can, yes tell, I can see it in your face. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. Um, you can tell, um, internally when it's, you know, you can start to feel like, I don't know, like I used to love the training and how hard fight camps were. Now I don't love it so much. Like it sucks, you know, like you're just like, Oh man, I have to do this again. You know? So mm -hmm. when you, you, know, you start to get to that point and you're like, okay. And it's funny because my teammates, Joe Schilling, and he would tell me things, you know, oh, you're going to feel this way. And I'm like, Psh, whatever, dude. And then like 
two, three years later down the road, I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right. You were right. You know, your, your body just starts to get a little, a little tired. And I mean, you see it with a lot of pro athletes, right? They're like, uh, it's just, uh, your time to, to wrap it up. What, what would you want to do post, uh, post uh, career after you retire? I know it's like, I, I actually, um, Kaylee Reese was one of the coaches for the the show in Malaysia. So we were having really good conversations about retirement and stuff. And, um, I think, you know, I think I've decided on maybe opening up a gym. I don't want to open up like a fight gym. I, it's just too much, you know, especially after I've dedicated my whole life to my fight career, then I would have to dedicate my whole life to other people's fight career. I would just never have any normalcy, you know? Uh, is it going to be a fitness center? You come in. Probably. Yeah. Like Muay Thai, Muay Thai fitness type stuff, um, group classes, but you know, Muay Thai and then like, you know, strength and conditioning on top of it, hit stuff yeah. like that, you know, for like middle-aged white women that want to get in shape. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's going to be like uh, when you first moved, when you first moved to LA, I don't want to go to this ordinary fitness center, you're going to open one up yeah. <laughs> 15, 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but I think, I think it's a great concept, especially, um, I, I think more people are even looking to fight more and more, whether if it's professionally or just, to just to learn some self-discipline. I mean, yeah. you, you know, better than anybody, what the self-discipline brings when, uh, fighting, uh, what, what would you say like been like one of the, some of the most unexpected, uh, challenges since like you become a fighter? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that question. Yeah. Um, Honestly, no, I got a good answer for that. Um, balance. It's hard to find balance huh. because as fighters, we get so like, we get such tunnel vision on what we want and, you know, we want to be the best and we want to fight the best and we want to do the best. And it's, it's hard to remember that we're also humans, <laughs> and, you know, it's hard to remember who you were before you started fighting, you know, when you, especially, you know, you get down the road, it's been 12 years for me. So I'm like, wow, it's, you have to remember who you were before that. And like, what did I enjoy? Who was I, you know, so that you don't lose yourself, you know, when you eventually you have to retire. So I think balance is like the number one thing. I talked to Kaylee about that too, because I guess she had a really hard time with that as well. Like she was always just like very, you know, tunnel vision focused. Yeah. Have, have you done anything to kind of help you prepare, for, prepare for that, uh, for, for the balance in your life? Um, no. <laughs> or just more having the, the significant other partner that kind of helps you ground yourself a little bit. That yeah. does help me. Um, yeah. Cause he definitely craves more of a normal life than I do. <laughs> you know, So it, it helps. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a slow transition when I do retire, you know, like I'll still, I'll still be part of a healthy, like fitness um, centric life, but just like, you know, little, little baby steps to like being somewhat of a normal human, as opposed to just like, I got to train all the time. You know, I'm going to go from like training, like sometimes five hours a day to like maybe two, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, ex exactly. Yeah. The, the intensity kind of changes for you for sure. Yeah. What, what kind of advice do you have for people, uh, for people, uh, teenagers, young kids, uh, that are looking to get into fighting and trying to find what, um, maybe fighting style they, they want to do. What kind of advice do you have for them? Try it all, try everything, you know? Um, see, it'll, you only know when you try, so, you know, try jujitsu, try wrestling, try Muay Thai, try kickboxing, try Taekwondo, you know, try whatever you want and then find that one thing that really speaks to you. 
And if, you know, try MMA, you know, if that speaks to you, all of them speak to you, then that's, that's the one, you know? Yeah. I can't imagine it's easy settling on one and let alone. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially when you're young, it's easy. I think it's easier to like start something like this when you're younger, you know, you're more formidable. You can like learn faster. <laughs> well, that, that, that's, what's incredible. I think about your career is that you, you learned it when you're, you're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm done with college and now yeah. I'm going to go learn how to fight. I mean, yeah. it, it, to become a professional fighter, you know, a, after that is that's really hard to do and <laughs> pretty inspiring. Oh yeah. I guess I never thought about that. I was 29 when I went professional. So yeah, I was yeah. much older. Most people go to pro when they're like 21, I guess, cause they started when they were young. Yeah, absolutely. Or they have a whole like, you know, bunch of like amateur fights leading up to that. And you starting, you know, when you did, it's like, it's really remarkable. You made a whole career out of it. You know, you didn't stop yeah. when you were 31. You're like, Hey, 12 years later, here I am. Yeah. And, you know, you're about the, your goal is to make it to 45, which was this, like I said, it's truly inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I got a few more questions before I let you go here. Uh, yeah. What is your, what is your favorite fighting or combat movie? Ooh. I know it's a, it's a hard one because there's so many good ones out there. Right? I know. I am my, you know, I'm just going to go with the first one that popped in my head, the original Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay. I loved that movie growing up. The original one's better than the latest one. That oh, came, I oh watched my God. It. The final fight scene was pretty good, but that was it. Everything else sucked. It, I, I, I cringed about 90%. Of the, like my girlfriend's like, so do you know all these? I was like, I used to play Mortal Kombat on Nintendo 64, like all or the time. on like the actual arcade. Or, yes, or that. Yes. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, going that, I was like, I was like, yeah, uh, half these characters are not how they are depicted in this show. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, way, it's way worse. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone because some people were like, oh, it's not bad. I'm like, I'm not good though. <laughs> not even close. Mm-hmm. And uh, my last uh, fun question here is: Is there any particular song that you would play before a fight or even a Sparty, uh, sparring match to get into the zone it's always different my playlist is always different for each fight camp i like that answer that's good uh yeah. what, what, what are a few songs you have some that are just like in your head bam just like the movie um okay hold on for i gotta think of first things that pop in uh can i give you bands uh sure yeah do that band yeah. pop in uh, Lamb of God, always, usually, yeah. Um, last fight can't. Last fight was all Megadeth, all Megadeth, <laughs> yeah. You're uh, you're really getting into the zone there. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm like I said, I'm a heavy metalhead. I still that's one thing I still am is a metalhead. I never lost that. Um, Would you ever go back into music? Maybe. Yeah. You know, when I'm older, you know, and I still pick it up here and there. And like, I started on piano. So I do that again, sing, you know, Dang, you're, you have uh, many, you have many talents. <laughs> That's for sure. To do all that. That is awesome. Dang, <laughs> kick ass. Um, uh, before I let you go here, uh, you, do you want to plug, you want to plug anything where people can find you, uh, anything you got coming up here? Let you plug a few things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can always find me at lady kill face on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't use Twitter, but yeah, I'm there. Uh, I'm at lady kill face now on YouTube as well. So if you want to watch my fights and stuff, I have a lot up there, even my recent, uh, Lumpini fights up there now. So, um, yeah, you know, shout out to all my sponsors, uh, the yard Muay Thai in LA, they've taken good care of me for my entire career. Uh, resilient is my gear sponsor. They also have like really dope outfits and stuff. Um, and impact mouth guards, you know, they keep my teeth 
intact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. And I'm very grateful for you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Absolutely. Wow. What an episode with Natalie. She has a really inspiring story and I love how she got her na uh, name, Lady Killface. I knew that before the show, but listening to it in detail from her personally is amazing. And uh, Natalie is a true inspiration. I hope you guys uh, all learned something new from her and uh, just enjoyed her story. Uh, really uh, remarkable and it's never too late to go do the things you love to do. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. And uh, please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your fellow sports fan. That's how the show grows. And do not forget to uh, subscribe, like, and uh, give it the podcast a rating and review. You guys all have a great day and leave everybody better than you found them.